Welcome to Love Encounter Faithwork Ministries. I know the Lord has been good to you in every area of your life. At Faithwork, the Lord shall meet your needs according to His riches and glory. Join us this and every Sunday from 10 a.m. for our Sunday service, Wednesday 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. for deliverance and healing service, and on Friday from 6.30 p.m. for our prayer service. Worship with us and the Lord shall supernaturally turn your situation around. Locate Love Encounter Faithwork Ministries at at Adum Abinchi Market area. You can also reach us on our social media platforms on Facebook and Instagram as Erica Say and Love Encounter Faith Walk and on YouTube as Erica Say and Faith Walk Love. Email us at faithworklove at gmail.com. Call us on 0275-888-888. Love Encounter Faith Walk Ministries. Father, we've gathered here in your presence and you said that wherever your presence is, there is liberty. Therefore, bring liberation to your people right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to welcome you to the first day of our program, Consecration and Absolute Surrender. Hallelujah. Amen. It already has a power for what he has done and he has already started doing we're going to learn tonight. We're going to pray as well. I mean, we can't come here without praying. The Bible says that my house shall be a house of what? Prayer. And this is the house. We've learned that this body is the house of what? Of the Lord. So what we give this body is prayer. Hallelujah. So even as we are learning how to consecrate with our lives, we'll be able to also pray and get things done. Amen. All right. Let's begin from Genesis chapter 2. Let's start from verse 7. Say, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became what? A living soul. Hallelujah. What did God do? He what? He what? In order to bring life into man, he what? He breathed into the nostrils and there was life. And that made man become a living soul. Hallelujah. Verse 8, and the Lord planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground of the Lord, out of the ground, the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was also in the garden. Hallelujah. Now, what happened, God made everything good. He put trees, he planted a garden, he, he, he put the tree of life. Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 4, so in him is what? Life. And this life became the light of men. But not many wants the light. Want the darkness. You were given a tree of life, but yet you chose what? <laughs> the one that will bring death to you. And God warned them that anytime you eat any tree from the what? From the, from the, the knowledge and good tree, what's going to happen to you? You will die. But we picked the one that will, that will give us death. Isn't that amazing? And it's strange that God says, I've put before you life and death. Choose one. And we chose death. I mean, and I believe that's what many of us in the world 
have money to do to choose death over life. But if we are in him, there is just light. And God wants all of us who have come to this light to walk in a permanent light. And it means that we walk, that's why he said my spirit is inside of you. So we walk completely in light. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. I'm giving you who God is, the background of everything, and we'll go to our, our principal scripture. John 1 verse 5, I'll see, and the light shines in the darkness, and darkness did not what? Comprehend it. So when there is light, you can overcome everything. Now let's go to Genesis chapter 3 verse 9 to 11. If you are there, come with me. He said, then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? How did God get to know that they have eaten the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil? Because they realized that they were naked. It means that they were there was no light. And the question is, why was man trying to run away? Because they'd be defiled. When you have the light of God inside of you, you are one, you are in sync with God. So if I'm light, God is light, I won't run away. Right? But the moment darkness came into their life, they heard God was coming and they were running. And that should tell us that God expects all of us walk in the light. And this is one priority God wants us to have. Be in the light. He said in him is what? Life. And when there is life, there is light. Amen. We run from God because we have defiled ourselves. Hallelujah. Now one will ask, what is consecration? And maybe I'll get a simple definition. I don't want to get into the technicalities of consecration. Amen. Let me get a simple definition for it. It says that the word consecration isn't a commonly used word, but even so, we might have an exciting concept about what it means. In religion, the word consecration has been used in relation to the official ordaining of a person be a preacher or a priest or a missionary and this use implies consecration is for special category of people. Hallelujah. How many of you believe that we are special? It said we are peculiar people and it, it takes only the peculiar to be what? Sanctified, to be preserved, to be consecrated. Hallelujah. But the consecration revealed in the New Testament is for every believer in Christ. Every believer must be what? Consecrated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the consecration is offering yourself, your spirit, your soul, your body. Many of us, we want God to do something for us. But you see, the condition of a blessing is not just because God has said it. It's how much you are able to consecrate the body God wants to dress for that blessing to come. Every blessing of God has what? A condition. Hallelujah. And I want to take it very slow a bit. 
so that you can really get what I'm talking about. Because let me tell you, the moment you forget that you are a child of God, or even if you're a child of God, what you're supposed to do for this body, or the body is not fully consecrated to God, the moment you lose sight of that, at the moment you begin to act contrary, the devil takes advantage of you and takes away your blessing. Amen? Okay. So let's get into the scriptures right now. Let's get into Exodus chapter 3. Let's start from verse 1. Maybe we'll end at 6. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, ah, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Why the bush does not burn? So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then he said, do not draw near to this place. Take your sandals off your feet for the place where you was done is the holy ground. Hallelujah. God is light. God is holy. And why would God tell Moses, take off your shoe. Take off your sandal. Because where you are standing is what? Why? Because God does, did not want the place to be defiled. Wherever God is, Wherever his presence is, there should be light. There should, be, there should not be any defilement. There should be complete holiness, complete sanctification. But she Moses now say, hey, you be a journey of Be a journey then. Till you ask about when I said, I'm not going to your toilet. No, 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 no. You see? So in this New Testament, he said, we are what? A chosen generation, royal priesthood, holy nation. We are holy. And God expects all of us to be as such. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. Exodus 19, verse 22 says, I'm not saying, also let the priests who come near the Lord consecrate themselves, lest the Lord break out against them. There's something Sunday to Mutia or so for a cousin, so for Philip. I say, Who can't cheat now? Or say, Man, Tim and Juan, Matuasha Bosov. Yes, Matuasha Bosov. So, see, every priest that comes here, I just want to give you the Old Testament background to understand that it is very important for us as believers when you become born again. One of the things that you have to do. Is to dedicate yourself fully unto God. Fully. Say, what you want to say? You can do anything, anyhow. Let me tell you, you cannot enjoy the benefit of this salvation. Because this body does not belong to you. It belongs to who? The Most High God. And if it belongs to the Most High God, you treat it as such. 
he told Moses, don't come near. Take off your sandals. You see, the New Testament did not bring us to come to God with dirty hands all the time. He said, cleanse yourself and come unto me. Cleanse yourself. People don't want to hear this. You want God to bless you and give you everything. But what you have to give in return, he said, offer your body will come there. Every priest that comes near to God, in a New Testament, you are a priest. Or say, you are what? A chosen generation. Royal. What? Priesthood. Therefore, whenever you are coming near unto the Lord, there should be some form of what? Consecration. Some form of dedication. And I'm going to give you why we have to do this. Hallelujah. Romans 12 verse 1. Paul is saying that, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the message of God that you present. He said what? Present your body. Present. First Corinthians 3 16 said, do you not know that this temple is the temple of the living God? Jesus said something. He said, I'm leaving you. And when I go, I'll leave you the helper. This helper comes to dwell this body. Inherit this body. Owns this body. He said, present it to me as a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto me. And he said, that is your reasonable service. This grace of God that came appeared to all men. This grace came in to help us. He came in to give us the right standing with God. And someday on radio we learned that God gave us righteousness for free. But this righteousness is supposed to produce in us the ability to be holy. Because holiness is, is an act. Previously they didn't have the ability to live holy. They were giving the laws because they were obeying the laws according to the flesh. Now the Holy Spirit is living inside of you. And if he lives inside of you, his righteousness has come inside of you as a gift. Therefore, you don't have any excuse than to live holy. Then, unless maybe the Holy Spirit doesn't live inside of you. Now, look at God. Those who are defiled by running away. It means he's one special person. That who does not want his presence defiled. That's why heaven will not accept anybody who defiled the body of Christ. Anybody who defiled this body will not be admitted there. And we have to be conscious of the fact that after God giving us everything we want, will we make it to heaven? Because all the things he's doing for us is a sign that he loves you. Come to me consecrate yourself, wash your clothes and come on to me. But after giving you all these goodies, that's what we read from Romans chapter 1, Bible told us, then I beseech you, and now I'm at the papa, why am I from the time he died resurrected, gave us the ability to come to him. He said, then I therefore beseech you, present this body 
as a living sacrifice. Holy. And you should be conscious of the fact that this body is not yours. Do you not know that you are the temple of the living God? Whoever defiles it, God is going to pounce on you. Amen. Yes. Romans talks about saying, if you defile it, I will destroy you. Holy Spirit is right here. Inside our bodies. He lives in this body. He lives in there. Does it present it to me as a living sacrifice? You see, back in the day, what your sacrifice are? The cleanest part. You know why? Because God is clean. God is so pure. There's no evil in God. His soul is full of light. No darkness. So if you are presenting something to him, it must be pure. Clean. No darkness. Hallelujah. So you give your ram or your goats or your cow for sacrifice. It doesn't belong to you anymore. It's for God. Consider your body as such. Because this body is no longer yours. It belongs to God. If it belongs to God, you are not your own. You don't own yourself. And you see, many of us, we are struggling in so many ways because we, we defile in, out, in, out, in, out of this body, grieving the Holy Spirit. He said he will destroy you. I am his temple. And God is able to dress his temple. Look at, look at the temple Solomon built. The kind of gold diamonds, the kind of ornaments that were used to build them. It means God knows how to dress his temple. But God hates defiling of a temple. So let us be very careful. In as much as we are coming here, we love God, want God to bless us. But see, it's easy to receive what God wants to give you when you are pure. I'm telling you. Because, you see, it is his temple that is in trouble. If I'm sick, it's the temple of God that is sick. It's the house. If I say, if I say, it's the roof of the Holy Spirit. Don't you think the Holy Spirit is more than able and capable to roof your hair so that it's your monana? Consider it that way. Consider it that way. Because he's able to keep this temple. He said, I am in this temple. So watch what you do to this temple. Watch it. Take care of it. Present it to me as holy. Acceptable. Holy. Acceptable. Holy. Acceptable. Unto me, not unto yourself. So it means that you sacrifice the deeds of the flesh. Because the deeds of the flesh is what the Lord hates. 
of this body is not for sexual immorality. This body is not for homosexuality. This body is not for works of the flesh. It belongs to me. Therefore, it is sacred and it must be kept clean. Hallelujah. So, if you get to a a place where you are tempted to defile the temple, always have in mind, "Hmm, the feeling is good. But, but, this is not mine. I'm destroying the temple of the Most High God. And if you are destroying destroy the temple of the Most High God, so many, or to ash also. Hallelujah. Amen. He says something. He said, now, in Exodus chapter 19, verse 5 and 6, he said, now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenants, one of God's covenants with you is to keep yourself clean. If you will obey that, then you shall be a special treasure to me. You don't just become a special treasure because you are born again. It's after you have consecrated yourself properly, obeying the voice of the Lord. He said, then you shall be a special treasure unto me. Hallelujah. And above all people, for all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of what? Priest. This is in Exodus. So, in the New Testament, when Jesus died, and the Holy Spirit, see, in the Old Testament, for, for you to go into the holy place, you have to be a priest. And priests were people who were blameless. Before you can get that, I'm saying, going to the presence of the Lord is not cheap. And yet cheap. You don't want to say because somebody was sharing a testimony and occult a friend is saying, group beer. Even the grandmaster, when he comes, they bow. And you, all your phones are off. You gaze at him. Because that person is so special. How do we treat our God? Come to his presence and let him know. Say, ah, this is God I'm coming to. And it's so special. God is special. In your side, idea we are, we'll do everything for him. Or say, if you will listen to me, listen to my commandments, what I command you, then I'll make you a special treasure among all people. Then I'll make you a kingdom of priests. So in the Old Testament, before a priest can go into the chambers of God, where the presence of God was dwelling, you have to be pure. It is a urahonese unye clean pe to kwa ye the robe ayeden aso nine. Oh yes, to urahonese unye pure pe we try him bram. The Lord will what be to us also. Ohwanu to us also. Then he had dragged him out. Sometimes preaching some of the they say you are preaching the Lord. This is not about the law. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and He has not changed. He is still the same God of light. He said in him is light. In him is life. When did darkness come inside him? Wherever he goes, darkness cannot comprehend. Darkness should disappear. That's why he doesn't want us to walk in darkness. We should continuously walk in light. Hallelujah. 
That's what you can imagine. A priest can go in there and is pulled out because he had been defiled. So if it was happening in the Old Testament, New Testament, so catch all the same thing. Or say, present this body to me as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto me. And he says, say, don't you know that this is my temple? If you defile it, I what? Destroy you. What makes you think you will not be destroyed? Sometimes it may not come immediately. But you lose a lot of things. Trust me. There's a good price to pay for purity. Good price. You see, David, when he said, give me the effort, and let me inquire from the Lord myself. That effort is only for priests. It's not for kings. But David was able to get it. Why? Because not David had ten of He was pure in the eyes of God. Not everybody will have the right to even hold that effort. So they make an inquiry from the Lord. No. It's when Jesus died. Ah, I put that kind tell me, you know, and to my friends and to my dying. Do you know why? Because as already said in Exodus chapter 19, say, I will make you what the kingdom of what? Priest. So right now, all of us became what? Priests. So you don't need a special person to go in there. It means that what those priests were doing that made them so pure that they didn't die in God's presence, that should be our life. That's how we are supposed to act. You don't act anyhow as a priest. So for quiet bonia, you know why? Because they expect something from us, and all of us are priests. Because yes, Because if we are peculiar people, we are saints. We are not acting like them. I don't believe I'm going to the nightclub. Now we should not No, we are peculiar. Unbelievers are practicing gayism. Now, so heavy. No. This body is not for that. God did not create this body for that. Say, preserve it to me. Sanctify this body to me. It's not your body. It's God's body. Hallelujah. Hmm. First Corinthians chapter 6. Talking about the same thing. Say that. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you? Whom you have from God. And you are not your own. For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God. In your body. And in your spirit. Which are God's. Glorify God in your body. Ah, this is my son, in whom I'm well pleased. only to Jesus, because we are all priests, we are all his children. But many have defiled their it's normal to behave like the unbeliever in, under the guise of grace. It's wrong. We are priests. If you are priests, you are pure. 
It's not her. The conditions to be a priest in the New Testament say you have to be a husband of one wife. Not polygamous. Why? Because there are conditions of a priest. So if all of us are priests, then we have an obligation to this God we are serving. You have free life here because if a sinner cannot enter heaven, hey, it means say, by the time I rapture, your spirit, your soul, and body is full of light. No blemish, no darkness before you can be raptured. The same thing before you die. May I find a many grow. And these things, people are not teaching these things because they say, oh, the grace. The grace gives us the ability. The grace comes in when you have fallen. God says, rise up and come to me again. Okay, he didn't say, stay down. And when you go back to him, that's why he said in First John 1, he said that if you ask for forgiveness, I will forgive you. And I what? Cleanse you. From all unrighteousness. How? Because the grace of God appeared to all men, teaches us to deny ungodliness. The grace helps us. So grace no, didn't come to, to, to rubber stamp sin. It came to help us to become pure. It, it came to help us to consecrate fully to God. It came to help us that we will walk in the light continuously. Hallelujah. Amen. Paul says something I want to share with you before we begin to pray. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud. They all passed through the sea. They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And all the same, sorry, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. But with most of them, God was not pleased with them. For their bodies were scattered in wilderness. Now, this becomes our examples. To the intent that we should not last after evil things as they also lasted. And do not become idolaters as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Let us commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 fell. Now, let us tempt Christ. I said, no, let us tempt Christ. As some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents. Or let us complain. As some of them also complained. And they were destroyed by the destroyer. Now all these happened to them as examples. As they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. They're serious. Or see, in the old times, they all drink from the same cup, from the same rock, which was Christ. But yet, God was not pleased with some of them. Why? They did not regard God. They were idolaters. They were sexual immorals. 
They were doing whatever they, that was pleasing their flesh. And God killed 23,000 of them. He said, I'll pounce on you. And Paul is saying, find your example. How God treated them. Don't think because of grace we can behave anyhow we want. As the unbelievers do. No. Consecrate yourself. Present this body. It's not yours. And you what at the time of reckoning come, you will not be part. And you expect this same body that you are defiling and you want God to do something good to. It's not his body. He's not under any obligation to fulfill anything on you because the temple. Because I believe that God's temple will not leak. The roof will never leak. It will be built with good ornaments, silver, gold, beautiful things. You see, God blesses. But when God is blessing his temple, hey, oh, oh, you see, Solomon, you see, sorry, I'm going to do prescription in the bio. Let the pillar be this big. Put this here. Put that. God knows how to bless us. But most of us, we are trying to bless ourselves. We want to feed our last. Feel, uh, feed our flesh, do whatever we want, and come to God and still claim, yes, we are a chosen generation. No, you are not. Because the chosen generation is called forth to bring the praise of him who has called you from where? Darkness to light. So you are mandated to walk in the light before you can call yourself a chosen generation. It's not in song. It's in attitude. It's in how you act in the, in the praise of the Lord. How you behave as a light. You have to be special. When, when they are doing, you see, that's for many believers. When an unbeliever is having cancer, a believer is also having cancer. Why? There is no way that the temple of God should have a cancer. I'm telling you, it's impossible. If I am the temple of God, cancer? No. How dare you? But you see, because we want to preserve ourselves, we love ourselves, we don't see God as anybody. We just live anyhow. When cancer is coming, it comes straight because there is no God factor around that body. Nothing. So, if we are peculiar, when the coronaviruses are affecting those who are worshipping idols, they are Christopher, no, no. Hey, the virus can come. We can touch the virus. The virus will die right in our hands. It cannot affect me. Because the temple is purified. The temple is power. No. You see, our body is supposed to repel evil. Repel sickness. Repel epidemics. Because we are the temple of the living God. And if it's sanctified, purified, hey, nothing can stop us, my brothers and sisters here. Nothing can stop us. I'm telling you. Bible tells us, do not be conformed to this world. But be what? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know, see, I didn't search that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Renew your mind. Now, renew your mind. Set your mind in a, in a way that I am the living temple of the Most High God. Therefore, I'm walking in the light. No darkness around me. Uh, begin to see yourself this way. And see how quickly your miracles will come.
Because you have put God in a certain light, a certain position in your life that without you, I'm nobody. Then my body, my spirit, my soul, everything is consecrated to you and nobody else. Nothing. Sometimes I want to sleep. God says, pray. Okay. The temple does not belong to me. The one of the temple says, go and pray, don't sleep. Who am I? Who am I to sleep? I say fast for 10 days, for 20 days, for 40 days. If it's mine, already made it deep. Because come to me. But if it's not yours, hey, don't even add water. You have to obey. You can do 40 days, no nothing, nothing, and you will not die because temple belongs to, it belongs to who? God. And this is the mentality believers must have. So the three Hebrew boys, I love them so much. They knew death was ahead of them. They knew that when they enter into this door, they knew it. But yet they said, no, 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 we will not defile our bodies. Even if God does not come through for us, I'm still not going to bow. Why? Because they have presented this body, said they don't care. Even if this body die, my body is dying in the Lord. Stephen was stoned to death. You could have compromised there and said, already, forget it. I don't want to die. I denounce Christ. No. Or say, I'm ready to die. I'm ready to die. Why? Because this body is not yours. After all, let me tell you, this body one day will go six feet under. You see, that's why I, I feel sorry for so many people who rely on this body. There's an expiry date on this body that we, none of us, we know when it will expire. You don't know when. So why do you present this body? You know what I said? Cursed be any man who make this body an arm of flesh in his trust. Amen? I, I, I want to build your faith to the point where you see yourself in a certain light. Welcome to Love Encounter Faithwork Ministries. I know the Lord has been good to you in every area of your life. At Faithwork, the Lord shall meet your needs according to His riches and glory. Join us this and every Sunday from 10 a.m. for our Sunday service, Wednesday 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. for deliverance and healing service, and on Friday from 6.30 p.m. for our prayer service. Worship with us and the Lord shall supernaturally turn your situation around. Locate Love Encounter Faithwork Ministries at Adum Abinchi Market area. You can also reach us on our social media platforms on Facebook and Instagram as Erica Say and Love Encounter Faithwork and on YouTube as Erica Say and Faithwork Love. Email us at faithworklove at gmail.com. Call us on 0275-888-888. Love Encounter Faithwork Ministries.